It's October 14th. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer, Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. First up, you might have heard the big news that the Biden administration is in a big fight with Saudi Arabia. But what you might not have heard is how important this fight could become, as the CIA is now saying that the probability of a nuclear war in Ukraine has gone up from 1% to 25 We'll discuss the latest. As always, I'm keeping an eye out for developing stories. Put this one on your radar. America is running dangerously low on weapons for both training purposes and wartime usage, largely because we're sending so much of it to Ukraine. Plus, we've got some listener feedback this morning, and it's a pretty cool story about how a stay-at-home mom is using this podcast to teach her kids about the world. But first, let's get started with today's main brief. Some incredible news out of the Middle East yesterday with a press release from Saudi Arabia taking aim at America. And then in response, the Biden folks attacking the Saudis with some pretty undiplomatic language. Now, I'm going to dive into the details in a second, but I want you to listen to this brief understanding the gravity of this moment. Because, folks, we have a new assessment out this morning from a former CIA director saying that the war in Ukraine may very well lead to the use of nuclear weapons. And if so... That is the beginning of a global war, a war that will require all of the allies that we can get to fuel our economy and our military. So let's begin with some quick recent history to understand this fight with Saudi Arabia and and why it's so important. About 10 days ago, an organization called OPEC Plus, which is an organization of oil producers from around the world, they announced that they would cut oil production by about 2 million barrels a day. And the reason is that cuts would lead to higher oil prices and higher prices means fatter profits for oil producers like Saudi Arabia, Nigeria, and Russia. And it's the benefit to that last country, Russia, that really made the Biden administration and Europe very angry. And that's because as we all know, America and Europe are spending billions of your taxpayer dollars in weaponry and aid to fight Russia in Ukraine. But if the price of oil goes up, then oil-producing countries like Russia, and most especially Russia, makes more money. Money that they can use to help fight their war in Ukraine. And that's the argument that the Biden administration tried to make again and again to OPEC members, most especially Saudi Arabia. Again, please don't help Russia was the message. But these OPEC members, well, they all but ignored the argument. They cut oil production anyway. That was about 10 days ago. Well, for the past 10 days, Joe Biden, his administration, Democrats, and frankly, even Republicans on Capitol Hill have expressed their outrage at OPEC and OPEC Plus, especially at the Saudis. Joe Biden, for example, said that the Saudis will experience consequences, though he didn't give any details. Meanwhile, the head of the Senate's Foreign Relations Committee said that the Saudis had a choice between America and Russia, and they are choosing Russia. So it's been 10 days of that kind of rhetoric coming out of Washington, D.C. And yesterday, the government of Saudi Arabia finally responded. And I'm going to read the quotes in a moment, but let me first paraphrase what they said. The Saudis denied that they chose any sides and that their decision was only based on their economic interests, not a political calculus. And then they added this. The Biden administration had actually asked Saudi Arabia for a favor. If the Saudis were going to cut oil production, could they please hold off for one month? According to the Wall Street Journal, the Saudis saw that request for, frankly, what it was, 
a one-month delay until after the midterm elections here in America. And that way, you and I as voters wouldn't be impacted by higher oil prices until after we went to the ballot box. Now, that's pretty well, incredible, I guess is one word. And I'm not really talking about how America's leadership could be that cold and politically calculated, although well, that's true. Instead, I'm talking about the fact that the Saudis, by releasing this press statement, well, they were airing very dirty laundry very publicly. So enough of my paraphrasing. Let me read the quotes. First, here's the Saudis denying that they chose sides between America and Russia. The government of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia would first like to express its total rejection of these statements by the Biden administration. The government of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia affirms that any attempts to distort the facts about the kingdom's position regarding the crisis in Ukraine, well, those are unfortunate and will not change the kingdom's principled position. Next, here's the remarkable airing of dirty laundry where America apparently asked the Saudis for a one-month midterm favor. Quote, the government of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia clarified through its continuous consultations with the U.S. administration that postponing the OPEC plus decision to restrict oil production for a month, according to what was suggested, well, that would have a negative economic consequence, end quote. So to repeat the headline here, the Saudis are saying that according to what was suggested by the Biden administration, America's leadership wanted a one month extension to any oil cuts. That's a favor so that you and I as voters wouldn't be impacted by higher oil prices until after the elections. And again, that's pretty remarkable. It's generated a lot of reporting and frankly, a lot of commentary, especially from conservative commentators. They're expressing their outrage that Joe Biden could be so manipulative and morally wrong. But whatever your view on that might be, that's actually not our focus this morning. Instead, what I want us to focus on is what this means for the future of our country. What does this mean for our standing in the world, especially with the 24 nations of OPEC and OPEC plus, especially now that we need them more than ever? And this is why. Yesterday, former CIA director Leon Panetta wrote in an article in Politico magazine, and he cited a conversation with intelligence analysts inside the CIA, State Department and our military. He said that the consensus of those folks, whether you believe them or not, is that the odds of a nuclear war in Ukraine are up. And I mean way up. At the start of the war, these analysts said that the probability that Russia would use a nuclear weapon was at 1%. But now, it stands at 25% or thereabouts. So are they right? Well, I don't know. But still, it's their view that after seven months of war, we went from a 1% probability of a nuclear war to 25%. And that's the view that is informing America's leaders in the White House and the Pentagon right now. So even if they're wrong, well, that's what they're telling leadership. So you combine that with the fact that there is absolutely no prospect of peace on the horizon. Well, that tells you that we are facing the very real prospect of a nuclear strike that could escalate very quickly to a global war. And so, my friends, those are the facts this morning. In short, America is losing our relationship with the Saudis and other OPEC members, all while we need allies for the growing prospect of a nuclear strike in Ukraine that, of course, escalates to global war. The question is, what are we supposed to make of all this and what comes next? And perhaps most importantly, what can or should you all do and I do about this development? 
Well, here is what I would offer you this morning if we were sitting in the White House and you were looking for counsel. I want us to run a thought experiment. I want you to imagine that in the next couple of months, we enter into a new global war against Russia. They go nuclear and we respond in kind or otherwise escalate. In that scenario of global war, who would be our allies and who would be our enemies? As you make that list, I want you to focus on just one element of this thought experiment, and that is energy. And by that, I mean, what sources of energy would power America's economy and military in a time of global war? And what nations would we be reliant upon to provide us that energy? Because as listeners of the PDB know, our country's leaders have made very clear that we're abandoning traditional domestic energy, like oil and gas, all because of climate change. And that means that we are increasingly relying on other countries for our oil. Countries like those in the Middle East, like Saudi Arabia. Meanwhile, we're trying to replace that oil and gas with renewable energy, like solar and wind and industrial batteries. And yet, again, as PDB listeners know, that transition to renewables has just begun. It's not game ready yet and won't be for at least a decade or more. Plus, the entire renewable industry is largely foreign. The solar panels in America, for example, are almost exclusively built in China or Southeast Asia. And the batteries? Well, their materials are from places like the Congo, and then they're refined and manufactured in China. And so if we step back on this thought experiment, and you look at your list of likely allies and enemies, if we were to face a global war with Russia, which countries on your list will give us the energy to power our economy and our military? And which countries won't? Well, let's start with China. They are the key manufacturers of our renewable industry. And as PDB listeners know, China has been deeply critical of America's role in Ukraine, even blaming us for the crisis. They've also said that their relationship with Russia, quote, has no limits, end quote. And we also know that China is our greatest national security threat an assessment that's been publicly shared by the FBI and the CIA and the military. So there's that with China. Meanwhile, whose side would OPEC members likely choose? Ours or Russia's? As we have to buy more oil and gas because we don't produce it anymore in America. Well, our government just accused the Saudis of having chosen Russia over America and were threatening vague consequences for doing so. Now, look, is it possible that we don't need Saudi Arabia anymore or the OPEC countries? Well, I mean, it's possible that we could fire up our domestic oil production again, but the people currently in power in America said that we shouldn't, we can't, or we won't because of the threat of climate change. So folks, here's the point. We have gotten ourselves into a real mess when it comes to the national security of this country. If we just look at the issue of energy security, renewable or traditional, we are now reliant on foreign powers that either we don't like or they don't like us. Worse yet, these countries are increasingly siding with our adversary, Russia, a country that we are effectively at war with and may well go to a nuclear crisis with. That is, of course, if we are to believe the assessment out of the CIA. And worst of all, if you look at your likely list of allies and enemies, our allies are almost all in Europe, and they are an absolute wreck. As we've talked about so often here on the PDB, their militaries are weak, their economies are on the ropes, and they're running short of electricity to even keep themselves from freezing this winter. That's not a great set of allies to work with. The blunt truth, one that hurts me to say so much, 
is that America is not what it used to be. We are weak right now, or at least weaker than we've been in a very long time with a major Achilles heel when it comes to our energy. This fight with the Saudis as we push them away, even when we frankly need them, well, it just underlines the madness of the moment. So if you agree with my assessment, we should ask this, what do we do next? Well, here would be my first piece of counsel. America is not positioned to wage a global war. In fact, I've got a radar story coming up that talks about our lack of weapons. We're running very low on them, mostly because we're sending them all to Ukraine. But that aside, we are not politically positioned for a global war, nor is our energy industry. So, my goodness, let's find ways to de-escalate this war in Ukraine. Second, the fundamental reason I think that we're not ready to wage this global war is that for years, frankly, we've had pretty bad leadership. And you all can decide which person or party is most responsible, but I would say if we're being fair, we've had some pretty bad leadership on both sides for a long while. And if you share that assessment, my ultimate counsel, the thing that I leave you with this morning is this. In November, come these midterm elections, pick the people that you think best match your values as always, but understand the gravity of this moment and America's weakness as we try to endure it. Because if our leaders keep this up, and those intel analysts are correct that we are at a 25% probability of a nuclear war, well, frankly, we are going to end up in a global conflict. Not only one that we'll probably lose, but absolutely nobody will win. Not once we all see the mushroom clouds on the horizon. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, a closer look at what's on my radar. One quick brief for you that I just mentioned about our weapon supply running low. We'll be right back. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S.? Well, it is, with over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Look, have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? I know, who needs woes and wasted weekends? Finding Fast Growing Trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure. It is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they've got it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. Go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. Welcome back to the PDB. As always, I'm watching a few other things this morning. Put this one on your radar. America is running dangerously low on the weapons that we need to supply our military and defend the nation, all because we're sending so much of it to Ukraine. 
That is the key takeaway from a report out from the Center for Strategic and International Studies, which looked at U.S. stockpiles of a number of weapon systems in this country. Now, according to the report, our weapons are, quote, reaching the minimum levels needed for war plans and training. So to emphasize the point here, we are running so low that not only are we jeopardizing our ability to fight a war, we don't even have enough to train our service members on. The report found that the key problem is that as this war with Ukraine continues to stretch on, our stockpiles are being depleted at a much faster pace than they can be replenished. For example, we've provided about 8,500 Javelin anti-tank missiles to Ukraine, but we can only produce about 1,000 of those a year. Here's another example. Rockets for the HIMARS artillery system. Those will likely take two or more years to replenish. All right, here's another example. The Stinger anti-aircraft missile. Our government has sent about 1,400 of those to Ukraine, but unfortunately, the company that makes them hasn't produced a single one in two years. That's because our military hasn't purchased one in about 18 years. And that means that the company has to reactivate their assembly line. But that's not as easy as throwing a switch. The company has to source the materials to build the weapons, from the explosives to the electronics to the batteries that power the whole thing. And that process, according to the CEO, will take at least a year. So all in all, this underlines my counsel to you from the main brief. No matter what we might think about the war in Ukraine, either we support it or we don't, there are limitations to our strength, to our abilities. And if we push our luck on this and a war with Russia comes, we are at a growing risk of either outright failure or weakening ourselves to the point that we can't defend the nation. And with that, one more thing before I let you go. How about we end on a good note? We've had some pretty heavy briefs this morning. So good news, here it comes right when we come back. Hi, Mike Baker here. Look, nowadays, it seems like your money doesn't go quite as far as it used to, right? I mean, take 20 bucks. 20 bucks barely gets you what? Maybe a burger and fries or, or maybe, I mean, just maybe, a quarter tank of gas. But there still are some real values out there. And let me tell you about one of them. For just 20 bucks a month, that same $20 we just talked about, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from the cell phone company that I count on for value, Pure Talk. And this is top-tier coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. I want to make sure you heard that. Pure Talk gives you the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. It's true. I am not blowing smoke up your phone line. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can bring your phone or you get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. To make the switch, go to puretalk.com slash baker, B-A-K-E-R, just like you imagined it would be. When you do, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company that shares your values. Pure Talk supports our military and veterans and creates American jobs, all while giving you outstanding coverage and terrific value. Go to puretalk.com slash baker and make the switch today. So maybe you could actually afford that burger and fries and possibly even a full tank of gas. That's puretalk.com slash baker. Hey, Mike Baker here. Have you ever walked into a room and immediately admired the best dressed person there? Of course you have. Now, as the kids say, they, they got their fit going on. Okay, I, I have no idea whether that's what the kids actually say. I just, I just heard it once. Anyway, picture this. It's wedding season, right? So you're at a wedding. You've been invited. You're not crashing it. And all eyes are on the bride and groom. But you, well, you're turning heads too because you're the best dressed person in the room. Now, yeah, you don't want to steal the bride's thunder. So maybe dial it back a bit. But you get my point. 
So how do you orchestrate this situation? Well, you do it with Indochino. With Indochino, you walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks, even though their suits start at just $499. Now, let me tell you about the process of customizing and ordering with Indochino. You can design the suit that you want and fine-tune every detail. From lapels to linings, it's all online. When the suit arrives, you'll be knocked out by the quality of the fabric and the perfect fit. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor or, or dancing on the table. Whatever you choose to do, just be careful when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code BAKER, that's B-A-K-E-R, just like you thought it would be, to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's Indochino.com, promo code BAKER. Welcome back to the PDB. I've got one more thing before I let you go. We cover a lot of very heavy topics here on the PDB. Today is absolutely no exception. So it's important to celebrate victories. And one of them for me is that we are creating a family of sorts here on the President's Daily Brief. And here's an example of what I mean. And I absolutely treasure these kinds of emails. Rebecca from Ohio wrote in a while back. She asked that I not share which town, but she is a mom who is also a teacher for a group of homeschooled kids. And she and her husband have carved out a space in their barn that is a classroom for the kids. And they use this podcast to help shape their history and social studies classes. So for instance, do you remember the brief on the North and South Pacific Islands, the battle for the Pacific? Well, Rebecca had the kids do reports on the islands, their leaders, their culture, and the role that each played during World War II. And I love that so much. It makes this podcast for me worth doing. To know that together, you and I are making sense of the world and it's helping you and your families in all kinds of cool ways. And that is, it's so uplifting at a time when, frankly, I think we all need it. I sure do. So if you want to send me an email with how you use the PDB in your life or the value that it's provided, I would absolutely love to hear from you. I'm a little bit behind on emails, but still send me a note. The address is always is PDB at the first tv.com again that's p as in president d as in daily and b as in brief at the first tv.com i'm also on twitter at brian dean Wright, or my personal website brian you can drop me a note there too but regardless i sure look forward to hearing from you it makes a big difference in my day And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes your morning brief. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here, talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also 
also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available.